Welcome to Padmutun, Armenian History Podcast. Padiyagak Padmutun, Hayots Padmutiana Podcaster. Padiyagak and welcome back. Welcome back to Padmutun. I'm, I'm Father Tarios Barsarian and I am here with my friend Peter Hajinian. <laughs> Hello and welcome back. Well, last last episode we had a good episode talking about the First Republic of yes. Armenia, and, and now we naturally moved to the. <laughs> and now we are Life. we are applying to join the <laughs> conversation of the Soviet our Soviet Socialist Republic of Armenia. December tw- December second, nineteen twenty, is when the Soviet army rolled into Yerevan. Yes. And is that when it became a Soviet republic? I I think so. I think. During that uh, time, during First Republic, something that we didn't mention at our last first, uh, first uh, previous episode on the First Republic, there were political parties, right, ruling, and, and there was a uh, political party uh, opposing, and the political party opposing the ruling party was the Bolshevik party in Armenia, mm-hmm. and, and they were... Uh, they actually did not help the First Republic, <laughs> but they were really happy to welcome Soviet rule into uh, into into Armenia. Uh, but to be fair, all the, the other republics in the region also had no choice but to join right. Soviet and Armenia. Everybody joined right then. Yeah. And if you look on the map, I mean, Armenia is kind of the furthest south and west of the Caucasus mm-hmm. that the, the Soviet army could have gone. So basically at that point they said, we have the most perfect country in the world. Yeah. We can stop conquering now, yeah, right? that's it. <laughs> that's it. We stop right here. <laughs> Although they had, they did, they did uh, Lenin and others, they, uh, they had the agenda and they had a dream of Turkey joining ah. the Soviet Republic, Soviet uh, Union as well. I'm sure. Uh, that's why uh, they were, Ataturk was playing these games with Lenin and Stalin. Sometimes he would wear a hat with Red Star. <laughs> and then, and then Russia, Soviet authorities, they were trying to please Turkey and Azerbaijan. So they gave Armenian territories to Azerbaijan. That's how Nakhichevan ended up being uh, Azerbaijan. That's how Karabakh ended up being part of, uh, it was autonomous, rep- autonomous Republic of Karabakh under uh, Azerbaijan ter- in Azerbaijan territory. Same with Nakhichevan. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... <laughs> they, wow. had, they didn't want to stop there, but they wanted to continue. That's interesting. Yeah. They, they're in the like late 1600s, early 1700s. Well, uh, sorry, late 1700s, there was a rumor that Quebec and Canada wanted to join the United States. Mm-hmm. And every, you know, couple, every 20 years when there's a slow news day, it comes up and says, hey, remember when <laughs> Quebec almost became part of the United States, the, the French Canadian province? Uh, you know, this kind of, um, when you were talking about Ataturk, you know, trying to tease that, oh, maybe Turkey will join the Soviet Union. <laughs> Turkey always plays, plays these games with Western powers in Russia. Yeah. You're good to me. I'll be on your side. If not, oh, I'm going, I'll go to Russia. If you don't sell weapons, then I'll go to Europe. I'll go to the so, EU. We'll join the EU. Well, uh, anyway, life in Soviet Union. Yeah. How was it, Peter? You were there. 
Well, <laughs> there was there was bread, and then there was bread lines. Well, tell a little bit about. So, how does it work with for the not the people that are didn't grow up in the Soviet Union or don't know anything much about the Soviet Union? How does it work? Is Armenia like its own country, and then they pay taxes, or they send people to Russia or to the Central Committee? How did how did the Soviet well, Union? All of these republics, Soviet republics, they had their own uh, they had their own uh, government. Okay. But that government was part of the Central Committee in, in Moscow. So all the Moscow, all the decisions were made from Moscow, all the decisions would come down from Moscow, and these, these government, local governments, they had to execute this. this. Okay. So the system was Soviet. The system was a network. Everybody was connected. So they, they could travel within the country anywhere they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was also, it was a regime. It was... Uh, there were certain things that you're allowed to do, certain things you're not allowed to do. Uh, and, the, and labor and work in farms, and it was just all concentrated, all people working together in farms, but everything was going to the, to the central body of the region, a town, a village, and then it was distributed to, to people, kind of, kind of socialism, uh, socially okay. uh, way. Uh, uh, you were not allowed to own... Uh, a corporation. Yeah. You're not allowed to own a company, so-called. Mm-hmm. It's not a capitalist, right? Yeah. So, and nobody could be, if, if anybody was rich, you could, you didn't know if they're rich. Or <laughs> 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 the only p- p- people who were rich, they were in a, in a, who were, you know, high yeah. elite, they were work, they were, they had good, probably jobs and, uh, mm-hmm. um, so, but there were no, there was no, there were no businessmen or something. There were people who were doing some kind of business, bringing, let's say, sometimes you would hear people bringing clothes or something European or American, or yeah. and they would sell. Nobody would know, but only a limited number of people would know about, <laughs> about so it. The black market. Was, so the the black Ver- market. Was they were called tourist homes. Oh, <laughs> tourist homes. So was the vernissage and street market? There was no really? vernissage at the time, I no. think. Vernissage is more... It's more new. Okay. Newer, yeah, after this independence. That's interesting. So it's sort of like in the United States, if all the governors of each state would go to Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. figure out what they were going to do, and then come back and tell everybody, here's the plan. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. So, yeah. so, But of course, Moscow, they had such a great control of, on everybody. And KGB was an important part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, people were, you know, but reporting to KGB, there was this network of... They, they they learn about each other and they were so connected and so there was no no way that these governors or local leaders they were able to do anything independently mm-hmm. you know uh, but uh, they were leaders who uh, really uh, were able to do more for their own people mm-hmm. you know for for example Demirchan who was one of the uh, uh, he was the uh, secretary for yeah. Armenia yeah uh, like the head of Armenia, Soviet. He really, uh, during his time, Yerevan really became so prosperous. Mm. Most of the buildings that you see, uh, the, uh, the the airport, the uh, the concert hall, opera house, uh, and many other buildings they were built during his time too. Mm. Yeah, and all you know, every, all, all the uh, civil structures and everything so he did a lot for Yerevan and for Armenia yeah creating a important 
manufacturing center for them as Armenia became. So, um, but twenties and thirties, of course, he was tough. Yeah, twenties and thirties was tough for everybody. Yes. <laughs> After, yes. So, what were the stories that you remember hearing about the twenties and thirties? Because, well, for example, in in America, the thirties was the depression. Yeah. My family were. You know, my Armenian family were, they were immigrants anyway, so they didn't really speak much English. Yeah. And they would, so the entertainment I heard was, the weekends they would just all go meet at the park and mm-hmm. have a picnic. Have a picnic for like Saturday lunch, Sunday after church, you have Shish a picnic. Shish kebab picnic. Shish kebab. Because there's, there's, no one has money to do anything else. <laughs> yeah. And they don't really have any friends, they don't own a car, they can't take a trip, so just everybody goes and hangs yeah. out at the park. Yeah. Well, everybody was working hard at that. You know, everybody had to work. In mm-hmm. Soviet Union, you everybody had a job. Yeah. You couldn't just be on the street during work hours, yeah. work time. And I, I remember there were stories of Yuri Andropov, who was, I think he was after Brezhnev, or uh, he's during his time, he was really strict. They would arrest people if they see somebody on the street. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, work, during, or work, just walking. Yeah. So... Uh, 1920s and 30s was, was tough. It was beginning of the republic. But, but there was a lot of political persecution too against, let's say, uh, political parties of Armenia. My grandfather's father, for example, he was exiled. He was arrested. Mm-hmm. My grandmother's father was exiled too, to Siberia. So first, they kind of, uh, they came really, uh, they pushed against this political too. They wanted to eliminate all these political parties. Party, and not only parties, but also the supporters. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather's father was a supporter. Mm-hmm. So when they found their pa- papers, they, they, they located, they saw a donation from him. So he was exiled, he was arrested. Uh-huh. So 20s and 30s was, and then uh, Stalin was really uh, paranoid and kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, crazy. Uh, uh, so he arrested and exiled and executed and uh, a lot of people in 1937 is the year that is known for uh, for many many of these killings and mm-hmm. executions and everybody was kind of declared as a the enemy of the people enemy of the people enemy of nation enemy of the people enemy of the union and many armenian i mean armenian priests were killed during this time many armenian churches were closed during this time mm-hmm. uh in the 1930s or so, I mean, Catholicos died, and he was killed by Soviets. Hmm. They came to his room, four people at night, and they were just, they just killed him. Uh, he was choked, I believe, he was killed. Because he was, re- because he was religious? He was Catholicos, he was the yeah. Catholicos, yes. So when they, were, when they were allowed again to have a Catholicos Armenian church, they did not have four bishops to ordain a Catholicos uh-huh. again, so... And you need to have at least four bishops too. Okay. Because everybody was exiled. Yeah. Everybody was killed. Churches were closed. And there were so many stories about that. Armenian poets, they were killed in 1937. Yerish and many others. Uh, it, it was just anything they wrote, anything. It's like nowadays when people go, oh, we found uh, 10 years ago when you were 15, you wrote something on Facebook or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, that so obviously that those are horrible, horrible things. Did did people were they was there anything that made them go? 
well, yes, that's happening, but it's nice that we're in the Soviet Union. Was there any perks to it, or the, was it yeah, just the perks all? was the, everything was provided to you? Okay, everything was provided to you. Uh, well, first, I mean, there was hunger, uh, mm. but uh, but when you're in a regime like that, when you're in such a controlled society, you think it is good for you. Mm -hmm. You think they, they, I mean, look at uh, some other countries today that, you know, you, you know, if you talk to North Koreans in Korea these days, they'll yeah. say that our leader is the best. He yeah. cares about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when, because Stalin was from Georgia. Yes. <laughs> did that, but did that help? Did that hurt the Armenians? Did it? Did it, did it... Uh, Georgians are not particularly known for liking Armenians. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know if, you know, if he's, because he's from the Caucasus, if, if he was, you know, protective of the Caucasus or if it, it didn't no, spare them anything. Not particularly. I think he was just, uh, he lost his uh, ideals. I think he lost, uh, he, he was so uh, paranoid by controlling everybody and he had the... Uh, KGB uh, leader Lavrent Lavrentiberia uh -huh. at the time, who was uh, such a brutal uh, person, and uh, uh, so uh, no, he was actually a seminarian. Hmm. Stalin, he went to seminary in Tbilisi, uh -huh. and then uh, he he left. But the seminaries at the time they had two divisions. One was spiritual, that you become a priest, and the other one was secular. So he was, uh, he was in secular uh, section. So you just, it's sort of a scholar, it's yeah. a scholarship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he had, Armenia, he had an Armenian friend. He did. When he was uh, arrested. <laughs> Mikoyan? No. No, no. There was a, a kind of Armenian in Tbilisi who was well respected and, uh, uh, but, uh, but then he was killed too. <laughs> so people are saying that uh, he was he was Stalin. Who uh, it was interesting in in Tbilisi, there was there was one bicycle and one truck, and one day they there was an accident. <laughs> so that the guy on the bicycle was the Armenian. <laughs> there was no other street, no other. <laughs> but um. Oh. In the uh, 1930s, there was also, um, what do you call that when uh, the diaspora Armenians, they... The repatriation? Repatriation. Yes, the Armenians were, were going back so to Armenians Armenia. So Armenians were, were called, kind of, Armenians returned to Armenia, come to Armenia. Mm -hmm. uh, and many did. Yeah. And then there was second wave, uh, 19, after World War II. 19, right, uh, the 50s. 1947, 1949. Or, uh, yeah, but uh, but many of them, as they come back to, as they come to, so not coming back because many of them, they were from Western Armenia. Right. They were not from Eastern Armenia. Yeah, they had, the family hadn't left. Yeah. But they were, but, you know, this is something we talked about with the First Republic was, the First Republic was the first time there was an independent Armenian mm -hmm. state, you know, the idea of a free, mm -hmm. Azarangakh Armenia, Ayistan. Yeah. Free and independent Armenia. That was started with the first republic. Yeah. So, exactly. They yeah. I knew, you could imagine how people would say, "Well, it's the only Armenia we got." Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, and it's our homeland. It's Let's our go home, to right. our homeland and see. They're calling us. 
But in reality, they just needed population in the in the in the areas. They needed sure. more people there. So well, especially after Stalin, yeah. I mean, and they and as they came, they found out that life is actually not not that good. <laughs> well, what what are so you know the stories better than I do. There, but what are the stories about the photographs? There, there was one story of I heard that uh, there are two brothers, and one of them says, "Well, I'm going to Armenia. I'm going to Soviet Armenia." While the other one says, "I'm not sure about it. I, I hear." you know, conflicting kind of things. Somebody says good, some say it's good, some say it's bad. Well, this brother says, when you go to Armenia, send, send us a picture. If you're standing in the picture, then everything is good. We'll come <laughs> join you there. If you're sitting on a picture on a chair, then uh, it's not good. Then we won't come. Yeah. So sometime later, they receive a picture and he's laying on the ground. <laughs> he's laying down. <laughs> so, so don't come. There is no, I cannot send you a clear message. Don't, don't come. <laughs> but he was tough for everybody, not only for uh, yeah. Armenians who came to Armenia from diaspora, but it was tough for everybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, difficult times. And World War II... Yeah. World War II, probably, you know, uh, the way you describe it and the way the country is set up, the Nazis in World War II got very far into Russia, into mm-hmm. the Soviet Union. And so the Armenians probably had to help pay for rebuilding mm-hmm. all the territory that was destroyed by the yeah. Nazis, as well as the Russian, the the peasants and the people, or they weren't peasants anymore, but the people that were fighting them back. Yeah. And burning things to get the Nazis out. And yeah. It was very, very devastating. Yeah. All Soviet republics, they participated in the, in the fight mm-hmm. against Nazi Germany. Um, and Armenia. And Armenians, many, many of them. And Armenia is the only nation in Soviet, um, uh, Soviet Union that had four marshals. Wow. And three of them, I believe, three or two of them from the same village in Nagorno-Karabakh. Wow. Yes. So we had Marshal Bahramian, Babajanian. They were marshals. No other republic in Soviet Union gave no other nation in Soviet Union gave four marshals. And we did. We had four marshals. Um, so our, my grandfather's brother went to World War II and he... He was wounded one time, he came home, and then he went back to the front line and he never returned. Nobody knows mm-hmm. what happened. Of course, he probably died most likely. Uh, but many, many Armenians. And it's, think about it, after genocide, after the war with Turkey in 1918, uh, all the losses that we had, we are still able to contribute and still able to give lives, sacrifice lives for for the greater good of the country that Armenians were living. Mm-hmm. Was, well, Armenia was one of the smaller republics, right? Was it the smallest? Well, they were probably one of the smallest republics. With, with the Baltics were probably also very small. Yeah. Because Georgia and Azerbaijan are, are quite a, a bit larger yeah. than, than Armenia. Yeah. What, yeah. Was, what was Armenia famous for in the Soviet Union? Uh, Armenia was famous. Um, I mean, besides the brandy, the besides contact. the brandy, <laughs> and the beautiful women and handsome men. <laughs> uh, well, it's hard to uh, it's hard to say. It was uh, uh, of course there is a, a 
nuclear power plant in Armenia. Yeah, and made some more. Made some more. That was important for the entire Soviet Union, mm-hmm. not only for uh, for Armenia, but for, entire, for the entire Soviet Union. Um, but uh, all these uh, people in the uh, Caucasus, Georgians, Azerbaijan, Armenia, Chechnya, uh, Ajaria, Abkhazia, Tajik, oh, not Tajik, no, uh, Dagestan and others, mm-hmm. they were largely considered people of South. <laughs> they okay. were largely put into this one category of, oh, uh, Caucasus people, Gavgast, yeah. Gavgast, They were so similar. They were so similar. It was sometimes, uh, uh, there is a story when they were shooting a movie uh-huh. about friendship between Armenia and Georgia. Yeah. Uh, friends who become and they help somebody else and so there is a in the, there are there two Armenian two one Armenian one Georgian and then another person from uh, probably Armenian Georgia they were in the elevator and these Japanese tourists they come into the elevator <laughs> and, and one of them turns to the other one these Russians they look <laughs> they look the same <laughs> these Russians they look the same <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that movie? Is that it was Mimi No. Mimi No. Mimi No. I met, a, I met a Russian guy and he said, Oh, Armenia. He goes, You should watch Mimi No. Mimi No. Said, what oh. is it? He said, It's an Armenian and a Georgian and they fly around in a helicopter. Yeah, come yeah. Why is why should I watch The Georgian this? is a pilot okay. <laughs> and an Armenian is a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> and they talk about food and they talk about dolma and they talk about sparkling water who has the best sparkling water yeah. <laughs> so Georgia says it's Borjomi yeah. Armenia says well, what about Jermuk yeah. he says the best sparkling water is in San Francisco and then Jermuk <laughs> <laughs> and then Georgia, Georgia says well, what about Borjomi you forgot about Borjomi <laughs> well that, might, that makes me think of Radio Yerevan jokes what is it <laughs> Radio Yerevan jokes uh Radio Yerevan, uh, oh, I can't, I, I'll post some on the Facebook page, but they're, they're all jokes that are posed as questions to Radio Yerevan, and they're all from the Soviet Union, uh, that, about that era, so it would be things like, uh, uh, Radio Yerevan, uh, how is your, you know, how is Yerevan? Oh, it's the most beautiful city in the world, there's nowhere finer to live, it has the best roads, the best streets, the best buildings. And then there's a question about uh, uh, a nuclear. Did you hear the Americans have the nuclear bomb? And Radio Yerevan replies, "San Francisco is a beautiful city. It's the best." <laughs> I'm I'm ma- mangling that joke, so I'll cut this part out and then I'll put the joke on. But there's I could see that. So the 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 caucuses are just sort of seen as, oh yeah, those people over there. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Funny country bumpkins a little bit. They, they have their own... Uh, <laughs> but there are so many movies that describe life in Soviet, Soviet Armenia. There, there's a movie about shepherds, for example. Uh-huh. And one day they steal a sheep and they, and they, <laughs> they eat it. <laughs> and then local police gets involved. <laughs> it's so funny when they were trying to investigate. They, these village people... They <laughs> And one day they have conversation at night. They were looking at the stars and they said, well, uh, you know, they, they're bored and uh, they're talking about the world. And, and he says, well, there are five important nations. It's us, 
Austria, America, Canada. <laughs> Austria. <laughs> These shepherds. <laughs> But, but, but life was um, uh, censored at mm -hmm. that time in, in, uh, in Soviet Armenia. Uh, uh, people are not free to express their ideas. People are not free to write whatever they wanted. Mm -hmm. There was a department of censor. Everything was, was going through the, through the line and everything has to be censored. Everything has to be looked. You, can, you could not publish a book that was not approved. approved. By the central committee, you could not do a movie that was not approved. You could not do a building that was not approved. Mm. Uh, for example, we'll talk about Montenadaran later. But as you see, the statues in front of Montenadaran, the original statue that was proposed, instead of Master of Mashtots and Goryun sitting right next to him, the original statue was statue of Master of Mashtots and Sahak Bartev holding mm -hmm. a book and, uh, and the alphabet because they were creators, right? Uh, that was refused, it was rejected because Sagbarta was a Catholicos. And you could not have a statue of Catholicos in the middle of Yerevan. Uh, <laughs> Later that statue was placed in front of the University of, uh, State University in Yerevan. Uh, but, um, but life was uh, not, uh, not as, uh, I mean, of course, Spirit, spiritual part, uh, it wasn't people were not free to go to church, and that, that created a great disconnect mm -hmm. between the Armenian people and faith and church. Uh, um, if you were part of the political party and, and you were noticed uh, going, noted going to church because KGB was all around, then, uh, then you'll be, uh, you'll, there will be consequences. Wow. That. It was during that time that Catholicos Vaskin the first allowed to perform baptisms at home. Mm. So people did a lot of secret baptism at home too. People were secretly baptizing their children. Mm. So, and, and there's a church, a small church in Yerevan, downtown Yerevan, mm -hmm. in the Kentron district that's behind, that's hidden kind of behind an mm -hmm. apartment building. Mm -hmm. And they said because it was out of the way, it was an important place for that people would go to because you could kind of sneak into the church and not be yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but the reason that the church is kind of behind all of it because that was the idea. The buildings were purposely built around the churches too in order to, to kind of hide them. Mm. The, there, was a, there, was, there was another church, St. Anna now, around Tumanyan Street now that is open, you can see. But before there was a big building around that you couldn't see that church. There was a language institute or something like that right in front of, front of that church. The uh, theater today, mo uh, cinema uh, movie theater, uh -huh. uh, Moscow, uh -huh. on uh, Albovian Street. There used to be a St. Peter and Petros, St. Peter and Paul Armenian church there. That church was destroyed. Uh -huh. And they built that. Uh, so many Armenian churches, they were destroyed during, during that time. 
So uh, uh, spiritual part was really difficult. But then after World War II, I think life started getting better in Soviet Union. Not in the in the sense of uh, freedom. Yeah. Uh, not in the sense of expressing yourself in the freely or uh, or uh, loosening some of the restrictions, but in a sense of material wealth, mm-hmm. because people were provided everything. If you were in Soviet Union, you you, you go to school for free. Uh, education is free. Medical is free. Uh, uh, you go to university for free. And then you're guaranteed a job at the end. You had to work for the system. Yeah. If you go to university, you graduate, you have a job and you're getting paid. And then they provide you, give you an apartment too. Yeah. They give you a condominium, they give you an apartment. So you're given everything. And, and that's one of the... Uh, uh, I was, I was uh, watching a movie about Karl Marx because Karl Marx is the founder of socialism, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you go to Soviet Union, if you were in Soviet Union, there were all these... Symbols all over. There's heads of Stalin, Lenin, Marx, Engels, uh, all of, and then slogans. But glory to workers, glory to Lenin, glory to this, glory. To, everything was uh, propaganda. Yeah. So the problem with socialism was Marx never condemned, never said in his writings or anything that uh, that. Uh, you, everything is justified for the cause of reaching socialism. So even killings mm-hmm. and massacres and anything you can, you you're you basically you have to use any means you have. You, even killings or massacres or anything. He he explicitly did not uh, uh, reject that that idea that you know. So everything was justified yeah. because it is it is uh, for socialism. It is mm. for reaching total socialism. It is reaching union. So ev- everything was happening. Oh, that's because we yeah. are. Uh, we have to reach this. The ideal of socialism. Everything was justified. And of course, uh, in 60s, 70s, uh, it was the boom kind of everything, the wealth and. But there was so much spend spending on uh, uh, military spending. Mm-hmm. There was this. You know, between Soviet Union and the space and, race and the arms race. Yeah, and, Cold War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. That there was a, the world got a lot richer. Well, some parts of the world got a lot richer, and I could see them spending. Obviously, so, you know, everybody needed a bigger, yeah, bigger guns, bigger bombs, more ships, more airships. Spaceships and those things, yeah, nuclear. Nuclear bomb, that's when it was developed. It was because of kind of World War II and Cold War, Cold War II later. Mm. What, about the, what about the arts? Because one of the things that happened, too, in Armenia in the 70s and 60s and 70s was like Sergei Perjanov, mm-hmm. the, the filmmaker who, uh, you know, he made symbolist films mm-hmm. which if you watch them are very confusing <laughs> but they're beautiful but they're they're confusing yeah. and they're hard to tell well Soviet Sergei Parajan was not a big fan of Soviet Union no he <laughs> wasn't so he had that's to why he was arrest, his, arrested yeah. <laughs> uh, he was he was anti-Soviet and there was yeah. the the the, uh, the artists mm-hmm. and writers they would write something that it, it appeared that it is according to the censorship, it is, 
but they they would have these hidden messages in there sometimes. They would uh. try to express themselves in a way that is not apparent to the leaders, but but they would try to have these hidden messages. And sometimes writers did that. Um, but our scholarship, Armenian scholarship, uh, 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 historians, uh, museums, everything was established during this time. Yerevan became really a good city during Soviet Union. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, um, I, I think we have to also give give credit to uh, uh, a lot of uh, education was really important in Soviet Union. That's right. one thing I think the education system was just perfect in Soviet Union. There was everything was done for Soviet kids and for Soviet children growing up and students to have everything they need to be good educated people. And I think education was really important. Mm. Yeah, so Lenin has has this. Uh, famous saying education 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 (laughs) (laughs) who who were the famous Armenians during the Soviet era well there are many writers Aram Khachaturian for example yeah He's a uh, he, world-renowned composer. Yeah. He was he was a Soviet Armenian citizen, and he was proud of being Soviet Armenian citizen. Yeah. And Arno Babajanian, another composer. We have Martiro Sarian, mm-hmm. uh, an artist Ours. Armenian. We have Mina Savedisian. Uh, we have many, many Armenian uh, actors and actresses during this time. We have Lucy Nezakarian. Lucy Nezakarian, by the way, was one of the... Uh, people, diaspora Armenians who came to Armenia. Mm. And she was well-respected. She's beautiful voice. And, and she introduced spiritual music to larger public, too. Yeah. And she was part of the choir at Holy Eshmiazin, too. Wow. Uh, part of the choir. Um, yeah, many, uh, many Armenians, I think, uh, many writers uh, really... Uh, um, it's just... Uh, it, it gave birth to Armenian... Uh, scholarship, studying Armenia, studying Armenian history, uh, as long as it did not uh, um, kind of uh, uh, go against the ideals of Soviet mm-hmm. uh, unity, it was allowed, it was encouraged, and it was paid for. So mm-hmm. scholars, they were paid for. They did not have to worry about anything. The only thing they had to worry was just to research, to do research and study. Martin Adaran was yeah. built during, so they preserved these manuscripts. Yeah, and Martin Adaran by uh, uh, Soviet uh, Union was recognized as the first level imp- importance of uh, uh, institution. Even wow. Hermitage is not first; was not first wow. at that time. So, um, so uh, yeah, Armenia was. Uh, I think the benefit of having a good leader for this republic was for these good leaders to bring everything and to use the benefit for their own people, to use all the wealth they had for their own people and create that. Uh... But of course, somebody had to pay for all of that. <laughs> yes. Somebody, and that's why there was so much debt and so so much difficulties that it did not last for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But until now, I think many things that in Armenia today, the metro system, general system, transportation, the nuclear power plant, many of the factories, they, they unfortunately they closed, hopefully they reopen. They were all established. They were all built 
during Soviet Union. Most of the houses that people live today built during Soviet Union, the Opera House, the Central Concert Hall, the, uh, I mean, we have a new, uh, we have a new, uh, what do you call it, uh, airport yeah. uh, terminal, but the, the previous one was Soviet, so. Uh, it, really, yeah. it really did do the, the Soviet dream of modernizing a country. It yeah. really did modernize the country. Yeah, but it killed people's spirit. Mm -hmm. it, it, uh, it killed uh, kind of a, and some national identity, the, the purpose was that you could not have national identity. Everybody was Soviet citizen. Yeah. Um, although there was Armenian Republic, and although Armenians, they were separate from other, you know, Armenia and Georgia, they were, I mean, the idea was we all live in this country, we have to be one, we have to um, be united. It was Soviet Union, right? Yeah. But still, uh, I mean, the... Uh, Independence, 1991, and that movement that started showed that the actually identity, national identity, did not die during the Soviet Union. It actually was alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It gave birth to the Third Republic, too. Yeah. Anyway, my, my uh, grandparents were born in Soviet Union. Yeah. My grandfather did not like Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> Although he blamed... Although he liked at some point the life was good because he uh, he was working, he was earning a job, he was was able to build a house for his family. Uh, my my father was educated in Soviet Union. He he liked Soviet Union because everything was given. Uh, but my grandfather did not like Stalin because Stalin arrested his father. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good reason not to like Stalin. It's <laughs> a good reason not to uh, not to. And he always blamed everybody. When Soviet Union collapsed, everybody was blaming Gorbachev really? <laughs> so, for the collapse of oh. Soviet Union. And they were, you know, they had a, he made a deal with America and then purposely he, uh, ah. Soviet Union. But in, in, in reality, it did not collapse. It was just, uh, it stopped existing because these countries, they just pulled out and declared independence. Belarus, Ukraine, mm -hmm. and Russia. Yeah. So Russia had a big problem because Russia thought that all the wealth that Russia had is being used by other republics. Ah. So there were disagreements within the Soviet Union to, do we really need the Soviet Union? <laughs> so when it, when it started collapsing or, or dissolving, yeah. were Armenians excited to be independent? Oh well, yeah, that's, the movement started. Mm. The movement of liberation started, independence started in Armenia. After the earthquake, probably 1988, that's when they started having protests on the street yeah. After Perestroika 1985, their life was a little better. Yeah. You, you could listen to Western music. You could have you could have a corporation now. You could have a store. You could have uh -huh. different things. Uh, you were allowed. Uh, but um, but yeah, and then Armenia, that movement gave birth to the to the independent republic of um, of Armenia. It feels like we've gotten to the end of the history of it. What does it mean to you, the Armenian Soviet Republic? Well, uh, it was a political system to me that uh, I have to be, uh, I have to recognize the benefits for Armenia that uh, 
it provided uh, it provided a lot of things that Armenia was lacking: mm -hmm. roads, transportation, system, factory, manufacturing, uh, wealth to Armenia, uh, scholarship, and all of that. But also had its uh, fails and difficulties. It really persecuted the church. It really went after the spirituality of people. Really uh, destroyed the faith in people and Christian faith for me. That was important for so many years, mm -hmm. for thousand years. Mm -hmm. That it just easily was until now. Until now, Armenian church is trying to recover from that. Mm -hmm. Armenian church is trying to recover and bring that connection back. Back to people, so Soviet idea that Soviet uh, anti-church idea is still very much alive. Huh. It did not die. Yeah, it's still the ideas of Soviet Union seventy years. All these ideas are still uh, very much uh, alive. When people think about when people today they say socialism, 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 all of a sudden it, it's a good thing, <laughs> but they don't realize that there there is actually uh, in it's it's very difficult to get there. Mm -hmm. There is massacres, there's killings always, and all of that is is justified by socialism too, by by very uh, writings and definition of Marx. Uh, I'm sure there is better ways to do all of that, but uh, uh, but but also we have to recognize that uh, it's it's not that easy to mm -hmm. be in socialist country. There is censorship. There is no freedom. It has to be controlled. Yeah. It has to be controlled. So uh, uh, it had its good things for Armenia, but also a lot of uh, challenges and difficulties that we are struggling, the legacy. Think about the Nagorno-Karabakh war that we had. Mm -hmm. It is the legacy of Soviet with Soviet Union yeah. because it was the Soviet Union that Stalin decided that, oh, we are going to give this Armenian land that is 95% populated by Armenians predominantly popular for Armenians, we give to Azerbaijan because it doesn't matter believing in one Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. So because of that, we are in the war. Mm -hmm. We are in the recent war. You just uh, So the legacy is not an easy legacy. It's not a positive legacy of Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. Maybe it provided some good, but, but life... Uh, doesn't begin and end with only stomach. So there is other things in life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about you? What do you know about? What do you What do you think about Soviet Union? <laughs> well, I was I was going to say one thing that struck me about it is it's seventy years where Armenia didn't have to worry about invasion, <laughs> and after it's so it was already years, invaded. <laughs> it was so many invaded. It was already invaded. But it was 70 years where the people didn't have to think about... I mean, yes, they had to go to World War II and fight that war. Um, but there, there wasn't... The Armenia mm -hmm. on the map wasn't threatened of being wiped out. That was what I was going to say. You know, there's obviously some modernizing and everything. But because of what Stalin did, he sort of set up, you know, the, the, the territory struggles we have right now in Armenia. Yeah. because of the Soviet Union. So on one hand, it felt good to have, it seems like it's good to have 70 years of frozen, you know, you're not losing your territory necessarily. You are having to give it up because of somebody in Moscow. Yeah. But also the modernizing and the things like that, um, you know, the cities, of the, the roads and, and yeah. those sorts of things. Um, I You know, I think all that stuff 
would go there and see these things, it's really, it's really a great place to visit. And, and I'm sure being a Westerner and going to Yerevan and seeing how it's, how modern it is. And it's a city just like you, it's a European city. Yeah. It can very easily be a European city. Um, you know, those are probably some very thin uh, silver linings to the cloud, which, you know, has a lot of negatives to it. I do think, though, that the Armenians, you know, uh, the Armenian spirit, it's very interesting to see. And that's part of why I was asking if the Armenians had some independence of thinking or of thought of, you know, freedom, because, you know, you meet an Armenian from Armenia and they still feel like an Armenian you'd know in the West. Mm -hmm. There still is something core in our spirit and our person yeah. that sort of, even though there was 70 years of, mm -hmm. of you know, uh, kind of thinking that was happening and, yeah. uh, they, you know, there's, there still is that, that core to the, to the people. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point that for 70 years there was peace. <laughs> yeah, and also all those 70 years it was the same ideology, propaganda, but uh, nations pretty much they were able to keep their own identity mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, life in Soviet Union. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> it was, it's it's not easy to cover seventy years. Here. Yes, and all, and it's a very complex, <laughs> complex story. Oh yeah. So tell us your you know memories of Soviet Armenia or things that you. Uh, um, uh, things that you remember about it or things that you've heard about it and let us leave a comment yeah let us know what you what you think what else would like to uh, to add and also this was one of the topics that was suggested I think so if you have any other topics that you'd like us to cover and talk about just let us know yeah all right thanks Thank for, you for listening